Palmer Bear on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer! Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmer Bear. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Baz and Izzy for breakfast, 7th of September. Oh, another great day without our skip who's off at the IPL. Off to coach the Kolkata Knight Riders. That, but Izzy led us with some great test cricket chat. We had dually honours and, and um, you were passionate about test cricket and also the other formats. Yeah, 100%. Great insights from Dooley and his understanding of, of he's in the Caribbean at the moment and talking about the West Indies, they are the T20 champions, so they're probably not as passionate about Test cricket as probably a lot of other nations as well. But great little insights. And I asked the question, is Test cricket in New Zealand, is that our main focus? Do the people still love it? Do they want to watch it? Do they need it? So that was a great little fascinating insight. And then we... Spoke to William Steadman, mate. William Steadman, the Paralympian. He was absolutely outstanding. He loved what he was about. And he had a fractured back, mate. So put that together. Oh. Fractured back, winning a silver and bronze medal. Absolutely outstanding, Louis. Incredible, mate. David Harvey, he's playing off his head at second 5-8 for the All Blacks. Great chat with him. And, of course, Chelsea Alley as well, a Blackfern who's going on tour with the Blackferns. And, and is he? You've got to tell us this Corey Jane story for the podcast, exclusive podcast content. Bears and Izzy podcast listeners go on. What's this Corey Jane roommate story? Well, CJ, every night, couldn't, didn't want to go to the toilet. So what he'd do is get his Powerade bottle, he'd fill it up with wheeze and, and leave it by the side of his bed. But I'd pick it up because it looked like an, it was, it was like an orange Powerade bottle. So it actually looked like Powerade. So I'd pick it up. An absolutely disgusting mate. He'd fill up a Powerade bottle with wheeze every night. So there you go. That's my chat about Corey Jane. You're listening to the Bears and his equal breakfast. <laughs> Terrific. Cut the tape. <laughs> We've had a great first hour on the show, really. We've been talking about the Warriors and their little debacle over the weekend. What We want to know what you fans think or what you supporters think about what went on and the CEO, Cameron George, coming out and having to apologise. So we delved into that and then we welcomed on Trudy and Trudy well she brought some fascinating little insights about bananas and phobias and our man behind the desk little Joe he's scared of bananas his brothers absolutely terrorized them throughout his young age so we want to know for you at home if you've got any weird phobias give us a text on double eight double three we want to know because that was a fascinating insight we need to dig a little bit deeper about what went home at Joe's house what what went on at Joe's little house when he was growing up so anyway We've got a great hour coming up. We've got Simon Dool joining us soon. He's going to talk to us about the cricket, what's unfolded last night in England with India getting one up over England on the final day in that test and taking the lead 2-1 in the series. One more test to go at Old Trafford. So looking forward to hearing his insights and Grant also grabbing a little insight of what's going on in the Black Caps and can they salvage this series over in Bangladesh. And then we got William Steadman joining us as well. The Paralympian, silver medalist and bronze medalist. Going to be a fascinating chat with him and see how he's going in MIQ and what he's going to get up to when he gets out and just to celebrate him and all the other Paralympians that went over there, represented us with pride and brought home the gravy. Not only our winners, our participants as well that went over there and, and represent us with so much pride. So we've got a great hour ahead of us, but got a text here actually. 
Louis. Yes. Got a text here. What do you reckon? I think you should try for DC. Dan Carter to help fill in. Yes. Which is a fascinating insight because you've got to think. I know everyone out there has obviously seen the Chemist Warehouse How ads. How could you not? They're and great. we are sponsored. We are, we are Chemist Warehouse. So they are a partner of our show. Love them. They are a partner of SENZ. And I feel like he will have to be obligated to come on the show. What are your thoughts, <laughs> Louis? Uh, yeah, 100%. DC. It just it pretty much makes perfect sense. And I know he's nearby because I go to the gym next door, can't at the moment, and yeah. he goes to oh. the same gym, so he's here. He's in the area. You're I saw him at the company. gym two weeks ago. I know. Is he oh. in good nick? Trudy. Yep. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Trudy, are you working out or are you just your eyes wandering? I'm working First out. it's Razor and then it's DC <laughs> no, next to me, Dooley, who's on the line. Oh, I, I used to work with Dooley at The Rock. We've got history. Not in a, in a friendship oh, yeah, way. Right, friendship yeah, yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're Facebook yeah, friends. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, Dan's nearby. <laughs> He's in the area. And, um, yeah. Oh. Yeah, DC. It's Warehouse. Oh, yes. Oh, okay. We're going to get DC well. on. We're going to get DC on. We'll get DC on. I'll flick him a message after this and see if he's available. And maybe we'll flick, uh, flick the Chemist Warehouse team a message as well. But anyway, they go from DC to Simon Dool, two absolute champions. And Dooley, I know he's well-traveled as they come with a SIM card in every continent. And we're very lucky to have access to Simon Dool today from the beautiful Caribbean. Well, there is cricket going on all over the world. Morning, Dooley, and Arvo to you, mate. How are you? Dooley. Yeah, Dooley, good. you there? How are you, boys? You well, Louis? <laughs> we're, we're, we're good, mate. We're good. How have you been, mate? Have you got me? Can you hear yeah, us? Got, yeah, I got you. Can you hear us? Can you hear me? Yeah, it might just be a bit yep. of a delay. We might just be working with a bit of delay because you're, you're jet setting. I can the... hear you loud and clear, boys. Oh, yeah. Okay, excellent. I reckon we got a bit of a. I reckon we got about a five second delay, which is all good. So let's just let's work tactically here, Dooley. What's the weather and track conditions like? Where are you in the world, mate? I am in uh, St Kitts and Nevis uh, on the beach. Uh, well, I was on the beach about half an hour ago, and weather is superb. About thirty five, thirty six degrees, breeze, oh. um, light northeasterly, and uh, very pleasant conditions. Mate, what what's it? What's it like traveling around the world these days? It's pretty crazy, eh? Um, you know, when you the amount of paperwork you have to fill out, the COVID tests, the um, the lateral flow tests, all that sort of stuff is is a lot different to what we used to do. Just sort of, you know, you get a phone call uh, a year and a half, two years ago. Can you be in Sri Lanka next week? Yeah, no problem at all. Book me flights. I'll be off there or things like that. Whereas now, you, there's just so much paperwork and so many boxes to tick and things. Um, you got to think about getting back home, which kind of, uh, mm. you know, plays havoc with, with a lot of Kiwis at the moment. Um, not just us working, but, you know, those who want to get back home and see loved ones. So, yeah, it's just vastly different to what uh, to what we once knew, I suppose. Hey, mate, I want to ask you about the, this current black cap side over in um, Bangladesh. Obviously, first two games didn't go to play as planned as they had hoped. And in the last game, they made a lot of changes tactically, technically in their game. What have you seen from the Black Caps over in Bangladesh against the Bangladesh Tigers and that win they were able to to come out on top in, in that last match? Yeah, I think um, what we have to sort of realise as well, boys, is that you know we're, we're picking basically three sides at the moment, aren't we? We've got a, a side yeah. going to Bangladesh, we've got a side going to Pakistan, which will contain 
a few of those same players. And then the World Cup squad as well, which, um, you know, New Zealand cricket, I think, are doing exactly the right thing by saying that, you know, players aren't going to be out of the country for any great length of time for, um, you know, for personal reasons, for family reasons, for, for health and well-being reasons, which we all have to think about a lot more nowadays. So I think it's a great experience for a lot of those um, young guys, some on their first tour, um, some playing their first games. And, and they will have learnt a lot from the first two games. And I think, um, you know, getting a really good win in that third game was was fantastic. Um, it just proved to me also that, that Tom Latham's one of our best players of spin. Uh, in New Zealand, he, he's you know he's always been a rock in the middle order of our one-day side. He's been a, a very good test opener for us. But his ability to play spin, which we've seen in the subcontinent in the last sort of four or five years, is just exceptional. And that innings when we nearly got across the line in the second game was was superb. And you know other guys just putting their hands up. I think it's been um, it's been a good learning tour for uh, for a lot of for a lot of guys. Hey, Dooley, I'm kind of traversing formats here a little bit, but if you think about that and how much of an advantage it is playing at home, and cricket's kind of unlike any sport, right, where the home advantage seems to be just well, emphasised so much these days. What India's done this morning in England on a flat track, is it pretty incredible the way they're going in this Test Series? Yeah, phenomenal. I was just reading through some numbers Um when you lose the toss away from home in a test match, your chances of winning the test match are 25%. Uh, when you lose the toss and get sent into bat, those numbers decrease to about uh, 13 or 14%. And India are sort of, you know, in, in the top echelon when it comes to uh, trailing by about 100 in the first innings. Uh, I think that was about 0.4% chance of winning a test match. So what they've achieved this morning, first time at the Oval in 50 years, that they've won a test match. And what they're doing around the world, I think, is is quite incredible. Um, you know, for New Zealand to beat them in that World Test Championship was phenomenal. Um, it was a great test and a great test to, to be involved in. But then when you look at what they've done to uh, to England, you know, they lead 2-1 going into the last test. They've got quality all around. Any team that can leave um, Ravi Ashwin out in my book is... is oh, oh. I don't know whether they got their head screwed on right, to be honest, leaving them out all the time, but that, it, seemed to be, it seems to be working for them. And um, any team that can do that has got to have some fairly good players involved in it. So you, you get a close-up view of all, all of the formats with the work you do. A couple of questions here. Are you off to the IPL like our great mate Baz is? And do you get a cut of that rupee? And also, what are you commentating across a lot of them? Do you um, What do you enjoy most these days? You were there with the World Test Championship. You get to see the, the 2020 leagues around the world. What do you get the kicks out of? Oh, I still get kicks out of Test Match Cricket. Um, I, I think a good Test Match is still the ultimate. Um, I completely understand and I love these T20 leagues around the world. Um, you know, the Caribbean's uh, a, a great T20 league. It gives probably just that next tier of player um, a great opportunity. The IPL generally has the best players um, in the world as far as the overseas players are concerned, mixed in with all the, the top Indians. Um, so, yeah, I don't have a, an absolute preference. Um, you know, I, I love the test matches still and that would be my... You know, a good test match would still be my ultimate, but I, I, I love all these leagues, and I am off the IPL, and then I'll be doing the uh, the T20 World Cup straight after that, and then probably the New Zealand India series straight after that as well. So I think that takes me right up till about Christmas sometime. So there you go. You're busy off around the world. Um, it's pretty pretty busy time for commentators, and as you talked about, the kind of way it's different travelling now, Dooley, it's, it is completely different, isn't it? Um, the, the, the 2020 World Cup, I guess that's what the kind of black caps are aiming at. Um, look, this Bangladesh series and picking two different squads, how disruptive would that be for coaches, let alone players? 
We lost them. I'm not sure. Have we lost Dooley there? Yeah, we might have. Might see if Kieran can oh. can track down Dooley. We got Dooley back. We got Dooley. Dooley, you're right, mate. Hello, lads. I'm back. I'm back. I don't know what happened. I think the Wi-Fi is a bit uh, a bit lack in um, in the hotel. So hopefully we're all right now. That's all right, mate. I was going to ask you this question, Dooley. I was going to ask you this question. Kevin Peterson came out and tweeted, and I know you're so passionate about test matches, but hear this: in 2026. There will be only a few test match cricketing nations. England, India, Australia, possibly South Africa and Pakistan. No New Zealand. What's your thoughts on that, mate? <laughs> oh, KP looking for, <laughs> um, looking for some more followers. Um, but he's, um, <laughs> he's, not, he's not far wrong in some countries, I think. And, and I'll take the West Indies, for example, right now. I think that if I look at the way their cricket is going um, and the sort of player that they are producing, I don't know how much test cricket they will play in five to ten years' time. It'll be sad if that happens, mm. but they're really looking down the track of, of white ball cricket. And, you know, I, I look around and I think, well, if you offered um, the West Indies one T20 World Cup championship and one 50-over World Cup championship every eight to ten, twelve years and you were never going to play Test Match Cricket again, they would probably take it. The Test side is okay at the moment, but we're the next yeah. generation. And I asked this question to you know, to one of the sort of stalwarts of West Indies Cricket this morning when we were sitting at breakfast. I said, we're the next generation. Are they wanting to play Test Match Cricket? Are they wanting to play Red Bull mm. Cricket? And he said, no, they're not. And, and that's, the, that's the struggling thing for some of the countries and some of the areas. Now, I think New Zealand will always be able to produce a Test Match side, Will we ever have another side as good as we've got now or as good as we've had in the last sort of five, six, seven years who are able to compete in 2020 cricket, 50-over cricket and test match cricket? I'm not sure because I think other sides around the world are getting better at some of those formats of the game. We have just been very, very fortunate to have, I think, such a great bunch of players. You know, when you look at Ross Taylor and Kane and um, Tim and Trent and, and Neil Wagner, you know, three bowlers with an excess of 200 wickets, We've just been very fortunate to have this group of players together at the same time. I don't know that we will have that again for quite a long time, and and that, you know, that that becomes a bit of an issue. Do we concentrate just on the 2020 stuff? Do we concentrate on 50 over and 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 Test match cricket? Where do we stand? I think he's right in the fact that India will definitely be there, England and Australia will always play, but I don't know about all the other countries in ten in ten years' time. They will play, but what sort of format and what sort of level will it be at? Mm, fascinating insight, mate. I want to I want to give you your thoughts on the WTC as well. Do you think that's? Do you like the the, the format that that it is the WTC the the kind of that has put a lot of a bit more of a spotlight on Test match cricket? Do you feel? I love the concept. I think um, there's some tweaking yep. to be done around the scheduling, but I, I think putting mm. the onus um, into something and having a World Test Championship final, I absolutely love it. What we what we see now, though, is, is um, you know, you, you think about Australia play England every, uh, what, th- two times in three years, home and away in five yeah. test matches at, at a time. They play mm. India, Border Gavaskar, five test matches. India are playing England at the moment, five test series. So you've got three countries only playing, you know, probably 30, 40 test matches against each other in a three-year period, four-year period. So mm. where do the rest of the countries fit in? And is it fair to play these two test series and three test series in and around five test series? So working out the numbers, working out the win ratio. I mean, New Zealand, 
in all fairness, and, and this might sound a bit rough, but our, our, we only got to the World Test Championship because of our home record. We, we weren't good away. We won one Test match away in Sri Lanka after losing the first Test match down in Gaul, um, and we didn't really play that much Test cricket away in that time. So it fell in our mm. favour, and we were far too good in that final. And, and you know, we're a brilliant Test side at home. We haven't travelled all that well um, in the last five, six years, but we got a fortunate draw. So in answer mm. to your question, I love the concept. I think there's some tweaking to be done and some working around it. But I, I yeah. do love the fact the ICC have put some onus back on Test cricket. Yeah, Dooley, I think you're bang on there. And it's a, a great point about the draw and the way it fell for us. Hey, we've got to let you go. You've been so generous with your time. One question we will just be kicking ourselves if we don't ask you, because Bears dodged this like, um, like Vince Vaughan in the movie. What is the best Caribbean party island? Or Trinidad. But he, no hesitation. <laughs> See, there's a veteran of, veteran yeah, of the circuit. Carnival. <laughs> carnival. Is that, is that, is that up at Chris Trinidad Gale's house? About February, March. <laughs> no, he's in, he's in Jamaica, <laughs> mate. His house is not a bad party. Oh, okay. <laughs> Dooley knows. And Dooley knows. Thank you, Simon. Go well, mate. We'll catch up again soon, eh? Cheers, Dooley. Oh, what a legend. What a legend. No hesitation, is he? Trinidad. Trinidad and Tobago. Oh, man, I've heard good things about over in, in the West Indies and Trinidad, Jamaica. Man, I'd love to get over and have a wee look, but oh, the world we live in, I'll see them. I'll see them over there in 2030. Yeah, you just keep following Chris Gale on Instagram. Well, there you go. You heard Simon Dool talk about Test Cricket, where it sits, the World Test Championship. Kevin Peterson doesn't think that mm. New Zealand or actually Sri Lanka, West Indies, Bangladesh, a lot of teams will be playing Test Cricket by 2026. Is he fair enough or is he deluded? What do you think? What is your fam- favourite cricket format? Oh, it's an absolute privilege to welcome in our next guest, someone that epitomises what perseverance and resilience is. Year in, year out, he's, he's a standout player for Super Rugby, then takes that form back to his beloved Markle team. He could have gone overseas and earned the big bucks, but that's not my mate. Now he's back in black where he belongs, and man, he is playing some outstanding rugby in that 12 jersey. A man that I have so much time for, David Harvilli. How are you, my brother? Cheers. Thanks for having me on, brother. Mate, how's, how's the body? How's the body after yesterday's uh, game? I saw you after you got that wee runaway. You're pretty tired. Yeah, bro. I was um, I was looking to the sideline. To be fair, hoping I was getting the old the old <laughs> drag from Bridgie. I was waiting for him to come on, but um, no, nah, I was I was I was pretty shagged after that one. But um, uh, it was good to get across the line and get another meat pie. Eh? No, mate. Talk to me. Obviously, you got that try. But what are you doing <laughs> in the ball? What are you doing in the yeah. ball, mate? Talk to bro, me. I'm trying to lend my extra hundred kg on that ball, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I just thought I'd let you know lend that extra weight, and then Ethan and my old teammate just slipped me the ball. So I was like, "Stroke, I can't not score here." So got the boys in behind me and pushed me over. Was that planned? Was that a planned move? No, you no way. Just I just seen them all sort of moving, and then um, yeah, just jumped in to add the extra weight, and I wasn't trying to get the ball to Ethan. He just shifted it to me, so <laughs> I'll take it. Oh, mate, unbelievable. Matt, you played outstanding yesterday. But before we touch on the game, um, just want to ask you about the week in Perth. Um, obviously, a different old build-up. You boys couldn't get up too much. Um, how was it? How was the week? Yeah, it wasn't too bad, to be fair. We um, we can only go to the ground and then come back, 
back to the hotel and sort of cruise in, in, in and out of the hotel to the ground and that's all we really can do. But in saying that, the, the leadership group has, you know, put a few things together over the day off where we had a nine-hole golf putt off, um, <laughs> being able to get out and play a bit of BYC and a um, bit of Fortnite and a lot of gaming going on to pass the time. But it's been good just to be able to gel because we've been away from each other for you know, three or four weeks now, so it's been good in, in that respect. And um, yeah, good week to good week prep, and um, I thought we showed that on the weekend as well with a um, awesome performance. And um, yeah, we got we got what we wanted out of it as well. Hey, talk to me about that week's prep. Like, look, let's be honest. Like, there was a lot of uncertainty in the build up. Mm. Like, you boys didn't know when you were coming over. Aussie were throwing out some words. Things were happening, um, and I thought maybe it'd be a bit of rust. You boys would go over there, take a bit of time to build, but. Total opposite. You boys are on fire. Can you tell us about the preparation during the week and what was said? Yeah, we just had a we had a clear goal of what we wanted to get out of the game, and um, you know, it was a, we wanted to win the that third one as well. And we met, we had a wee training camp in in between there with uh, Friday and Saturday, and then had Sunday off. So we we got what we wanted out of those two days, and it was about reconnecting around our our roles and what we need to do with each other and um yeah we slowly built the week on monday and then once we got to to friday saturday we were had all that detail nailed off and we're, we just spoke about playing with clear minds and open eyes and just attacking the space that we've seen and um i thought we did that in, in parts of the game and we scored some awesome tries and um i think that's was put down to the awesome week we had and um it's pretty yeah like you said it was we weren't expecting to come over so quickly, but you know we just mm. took it and ran with it, and yeah. How's the how's the boys' um, moods in, in the camp? Like it's your boys have obviously gone over. You've been there for a week now. Your boys loving it, loving being on tour together and just getting those connections tight. Yeah, of course. It's um you're definitely missing family and whatnot. You know, um, if, if if we could have the perfect world, we would like to be back home. But um, you know, we're just trying to you know, build those connections and I think it's been cool to be able to do that because we, you know, we're living with each other now and we're in a soft quarantine. So, um, you know, you come down to the team room, there's always cards or there's someone lying outside the pool in the sun and or there's either golf or gaming going on down in the team room. So there's always something going on. You're never really bored. And if you are, you're sort of just trying to get by, but waste a bit of time to, to training or something. Uh, you know you're a bit of a joker and you're no good at gaming. So what are you doing in your spare time, mate? You playing a bit of Fortnite? Is that us after this? That's us after this, I reckon. Yeah, playing a bit of Fortnite, <laughs> trying to trying to get good at it, but not that great at it at the moment. So just sort of hanging on for a couple of dubs. So I might need you to jump on board, eh? <laughs> Bro, I am a pot, honestly. I'm, I'm a trash, pot. eh? I'm so I trash. Can't. I can't build, bro. I can't build, so I'm an absolute bot. So, look, you'll be carrying me on your shoulders like you're carrying uh, me during those games with times we played in the Super Rugby, yeah. mate. So, nah. um, but let's talk about your form, my bro. Um, look, I'm so happy for you, back where you belong. And I don't want you to be humble, but are, are, you, are you happy? Are you happy now? Like, you're back there and you're playing some outstanding rugby, mate. You, you are leading that team really, really, really well. Yeah, definitely happy on on you know the the form I'm in at the moment. I think it's um, down to my week's preparation, and um, mm. if it's not where I need to be during the week, then I'm probably not going to get that performance on the week where I can just go out there and express myself and 
um, I've learned over the over the years that Saturday's the best part, and you should just go out there and enjoy it. And um, if I can keep getting that recipe right and um, keep learning, you know, I've only been playing 12 for you know this year and a, a wee bit more. So hopefully, I can keep learning and keep getting better as well um, with the boys around me like Reeks and Anton. So I've got a lot more to to get better at, and that's exciting thing for me. But I'm definitely stoked to be back in the environment and. Um, wanting to stay here, so mate. Oh, well, on the outside, you look like the complete player, but knowing you, everyone else, you know, no one's perfect. So, what do you want to work on? What is what does David Hart really need to work on? I can't see anything. Um, I think it's, it's on one I eye. think it's just, I think it's been just consistent, eh? Like, you know, it's all right, you know, being being good for one week, but mm. getting consistent in preparation where I can do it week in and week out, and you know, influence the game and. The way that I can, which is um, you know subtle touches on the ball and putting other people into space. So if I can keep working on that um, throughout my week and getting my preparation right, then um, hopefully I can keep stringing good performances together. So that's what I want to keep working on. And you know you never can get a perfect performance, but if I keep striving to do that, then um, I'm going to get a decent one out there on a Saturday or Sunday. Nice, bro. Uh, well, I know you've played a lot with um, Richie Moonga, mm-hmm. and uh, he's class man he's absolutely outstanding but on the weekend he got the share the share the field with, with Bodie Baz Barrett great to have him back bro how was that yeah it's awesome um like you said Rich and Baz are you know real high quality players and it's, it's cool to be able to play with them both but it's been awesome to have Baz back running the cutter and um it's been cool to I guess grow that connection as well like I've mm. probably only played two tests with them and um I think the more times we play, the the more we start gelling off each other. So it's been cool to, um, yeah, get alongside him and um, see the game the way he sees it um, around attacking uh, space and around his defence um, side. So that's been cool too. And what about uh, the experience? Like on the weekend, you lost Artie, you lost mm. Cody. Yeah, a lot of teams could have probably folded after that. You lost Jordy Barrett going off for 20 minutes. Yeah. What was... What was said out there, bro? Like, honestly, you, you boys took it to another level when Geordie went off as well, you know? Like, you lost a ton of experience. What what was said? Well, it was, it was actually pretty – we were actually quite calm in the huddle. Um, yeah, we lost um, Geordie and Artie in the in sort of that first half, but into that back end of the first half as well. But, um, look, Guz and our leaders just stood up and said, you know, we take it moment by, by moment and control what we can control around – getting the tempo back and making sure that we create pressure. And um, I thought our defence did a lot of that. We took a lot of pressure and uh, we turned that pressure into points. So that was the main thing. And I think it was really important scoring before half-time as well to, to keep that pressure on going into half-time. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, just our leaders pretty much stood up and, and took it on their shoulders. So, um, yeah. Did, what, did you speak about your one thing I noticed, bro? Is, uh, the Wallabies made a lot of line breaks, but your scramble D and your ability to get numbers back was that spoken about during the week and and in the game? Like uh, the scramble so, was unreal. Not so much. We we just spoke about trying to put their skill set under pressure, and you know, rugby's not a perfect game. So if we do get those um, line breaks, we just scramble for each other, and you just show how much the jersey means to you. So I thought we did a lot of that really well in that especially in that first half of the, the back end. So we stopped a lot of tries and, you know, if Aussie go into the into the sheds with, you know, two tries or a couple of penalties there, then it's a different story. But we scrambled well and we got those turnovers when we needed them. Nice, bro. Oh, nice. Before I let you go, man, I want to ask you, who's your roomie and 
Yeah, who's, who's your roommate? Jordy Barrett. He's actually been an exceptional, eh? exceptional roommate. Yeah. Unbelievable. Wait, he loves to sleep, though. Loves he sleeps all the time, eh? Does he sleep <laughs> and eat at, like, 11 o'clock at night? He, he's a night owl, and then he'll just sleep, and then he just loves it, eh? I'll get, <laughs> I'll get back to the room. I'll come down for breakfast. I'll be still, still sleeping, but... That's why the man's so big. He's still growing, probably. <laughs> oh, mate, I, I roomed with him at the, at, uh, during the Lion series, and I couldn't oh, believe yeah. it. Mate. He was sleeping all yeah. day, all night, and then he'll get up at like midnight and go for a sandwich mm. and have a drink. <laughs> he's pretty cruisy, old man. He's pretty cru- cruisy, old Geordie, but he's a good man. Good roommate. Oh, oh me, my bro. Well, I really appreciate your time, Davey. Um, you're an absolute Probably champion, better. mate. Love what you're about and keep going well. You're doing everyone really, really proud. So, Cheers, if bro. you need me to go look after Lucy um, for the next couple of days, <laughs> really. we're at level two. Just sing out, bro. I'll go, I'll go check up on bro, it. Bro, you can't go anywhere with that broken foot. <laughs> <laughs> Flying up, hey. Uh, nah, thanks, my brother. Good, bro. No worries. Cheers for having me. And there's still time to give us a call on 0800 150 the Kennard's Hire phone line. Hey, um, just a little heads up for everybody who's an avid listener or not to Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Izzy just told the Corey Jane story that he didn't want to tell on air on the podcast. So if you want to know, it's is good. I can attest it's a good yarn. So go listen to Baz and Izzy for breakfast wherever you listen to your podcasts. And Trudy... I now have a phobia. That's all I can say. Trudy's now got a phobia. So. I didn't have one before, but now I do. Thanks. <laughs> and that's all we'll say. That's all oh. we'll say, Izzy. <laughs> we don't want to fuel the beast, mate. We don't want to fuel the beast. It's like poking the bear here. Corey Jane is a bear, mate. If you get him going, he brings absolute daggers to the fight. So here we go. Anyway, anyway, we've got an absolute champion. Blackbird's squad to tour Northern Hemisphere was announced yesterday. And, well... We would be silly not to get one of the nannies on the show. She is a senior figure in our Blackburn squad and probably one of the biggest punts to boot as well. She's been in lockdown and like all of us, but she's had a wedding to prepare for, so I feel sorry for her fiancé, James. Welcome in, the one and only oh. Chelsea Alley Bridesella. How are you, Chelsea? What an introduction. Thanks, Izzy. You're calling me a nanny. You're the one that's in a cast because you can't ride a motorbike anymore. I got him. <laughs> oh, hey. oh. I didn't need for you to come off straight off the bat and give me stick about my leg. Come on, Charles. Oh, what, what do you expect after that introduction? <laughs> no, happy to be hey, here, Jim. Just... Thanks for having me on. Awesome, mate. Hey, uh, how you been? How's lockdown been for you? Oh, it hasn't actually been too bad, to be honest. I, I'm pretty lucky. I've got a, got a good little setup at home. Um, got the home gym sorted nice. at, at the last lockdown. So to be, to be honest, like lockdown, yeah, it's, it's had its challenges, but it, it felt like it actually came at a pretty good time for me. Um, probably just mm. needed a little bit of a breather at, at, at that time in the middle of the season and stuff. So in hindsight, I was gutted at the time, but it's actually been pretty good. Oh, mate. Well, some exciting news announced yesterday with the Northern Tour squad announced. Um, and I know it's exciting news for your um, household, especially with a lot of the Waikato players being named in the squad. How was the coach? How was he yesterday uh, after naming of, of a lot of his players in the squad? Yeah, I think, to be honest, I, I don't know if he'll like me saying this, but he was more emotional than me. He was so proud. Um, <laughs> he, he, 
he openly said his goal to to the whole group at the start of the year, and one of his big goals was to get another three three new black ferns um, under his coaching. So for us to have um, nine Waikato girls selected, that's the most we've ever had, and the most yeah, nice. um, we've got the most representation in the whole team. So I'm so proud of the girls and, and every single one of them just deserves it so thoroughly. Hey, Chelsea, um, look, Izzy's called you nanny. That's totally disrespectful. It's not what we stand for here on um, Izzy for Breakfast. No sort of sledging is okay. But um, yeah, thanks. D- just, just, I do wonder, though, you have been named a few times now. Does it does the gloss wear off, or any time you're going to get to know that you're going to put on the black jersey is just special and the same feeling resonates each time? It's, it's honestly still so special. Um, I still get just as nervous. Um, probably don't don't give the amount of tears that I used to when I was younger and first getting names. But for me, this year was really special because we haven't toured in over two years. Um, and it, it's been a really, really tough two years. And it's been a grind, like just constantly staying ready because we, have, we, we haven't known when the next game or tour is going to be. So it's just we've been told for two years to just stay ready, just stay ready. So for me, I feel like mm. I've been trying to peak for over two years. So to finally have a team named and have some tests in place. It means a lot and it's just, um, it's going to make the last few years worth it for me. So, yeah. Mate, as you spoke about it just then. It's been two years since you girls donned the black jersey and we've got to talk about it. You've got a new black jersey to actually wear when we comes up to these tests. Like, what does this test do do for you for you girls and the black ferns and just women's rugby in general? What does this do for the makeup of women's rugby going forward? Yeah, it's huge. Um, obviously, New Zealand rugby say, you know, we want to inspire the next generation, but it's really hard to do mm. that if, if you're not out there playing in the black jersey. So um, for mm. us, it's, it's really important to, to give young girls something to look, look up to, to set a goal towards. So um, heading over there, playing against England and France, who are the, who are the top three teams in the world, and... England and France have been playing in the Six Nations, so they've been playing games constantly. And ahead of next year's World Cup, obviously we need game time because our goal is to win our first ever home World Cup. So um, these, this tour is massive. We really need to be playing against these top-tier nations um, for us mm. to really test ourselves, for us to get better. So we can, we've got 12 new caps as well. So you can't, you'd, yeah. you, you'd know, is you can't replicate test match pressure no matter how hard you try if you're playing even north first south or against barbarians, it's still not the same as, as the pressure of a test match. So it's really important for us to get these, these new caps, these rookies out there and, and experience all of that, especially on the other side of the world. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be huge for us, yeah. Awesome. Also, I've got a great question here, actually, Chelsea. It's, it's from uh, uh, Hawke's Bay uh, guest, um, he says, I have a budding young female rugby player called Jamie in the household. She's from the mighty Hawks Bay as well. Question for Charles: What should Jamie be eating for breakfast to one day make it to the Blackbirds? <laughs> <laughs> Great question, Jamie. And um, Wheatbix, surely. I'm, I'm happy to hear. I'm happy to hear we've got a young um, budding black fern in the Hawks Bay. Great place, I heard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it is um, a great place. Yeah. Izzy's right though, honestly, I have the same breakfast every day in summer, and that's Weet-Bix, and the same breakfast every day <laughs> in winter, and that's oats. <laughs> I'm pretty boring, oh. I'm pretty, on, the, on the day of a test match, I just smash so much oats, oats, banana, honey, just carbs. <laughs>
That's so awesome. Good. Charles, what's, what's your little bit of advice for young female players out there that want to make it to the big time in the black fence? What's some bit of advice for you that you could give them? Bit of gold before we let you go. Yeah, I think just first and foremost, you got to enjoy what you do. Um, if, yeah. if you're not enjoying playing rugby, then there's no point because you're going to lose the balance in your life. So enjoy what you do. Mm. Work really hard. Work harder than the people yep. around you if you do have dreams to go further. And then with professional sports, um, you guys would know as well, you need a whole lot of resilience because there's going to be ups mm. and downs. Um, it's not always going to be butterflies and rainbows. There's going to be some times where you get injured or you miss selection or you're just not quite getting somewhere as fast as you want to. Um, but perseverance yeah. and resilience will help you get through. Oh, that's yeah. amazing. <laughs> I hope Jamie, yeah, great. Jamie is listening and all our young female and, and male listeners, everyone listening, you can take something out of that out of that, no matter what industry you're in, I reckon, Chelsea. Congratulations <laughs> for being named again and all the best up there in the Northern Hemisphere when you get up there. Hopefully we can get some Farah Palmer cut back. Um, I assume that's quite important if you guys want to be match fit and ready to go. So we'll be yeah. watching for any announcements there and hopefully we can get some, um, yeah, some footy underway, eh? Yeah, sweet. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Enjoyed the chat. Awesome, Chelsea. Thanks so much. Champion. That's um, pretty good advice, I reckon, Izzy. What do you think? Stay hungry? Great advice, mate. She's so, yeah, stay hungry. She's so, she's so onto it, Chelsea. And, um, yeah, I love what, what New Zealand rugby are doing with our women's rugby. They are a big part of what we do, especially our seven side. Like the women's seven side, they, on the world's days, are absolute superstars. And the black fans as well, mate. They are, they are unbelievable as well, how they represent us. So, Look, love what they're about, and great to get Chelsea on, and, and their awesome announcement overnight of the Northern Tour squad. So exciting, exciting year ahead for, for women's rugby. Thank you, Izzy, and thanks to Chelsea. One last text here, double eight, double three. Morning, everyone. For weeks now, you've been talking about mental health and ramifications. Now you deem it okay to serve it up to a guy who, whether he likes it or not, has an issue with bananas. Perhaps we should make up our mind what is okay and what's not. Brian, I suspect Brian. your tongue is firmly in cheek. And um, Come on, Brian. Brian, just cut <laughs> have up, a laugh, Brian. Cut up, banter. cut up some bananas, put it with your oats, <laughs> and maybe we'll do the same to Joe and get him over his fear. We're talking phobias, and we're also talking traditional sports. And just before we get to our next guest, Izzy, this is a, a really interesting uh, tweet, actually, from Smithy. Why do people's views on updated versions of traditional sports, i.e. sevens, nines, tens, the hundred, so binary? It's not an either-or choice. Many are happy with the traditional versions and also the new ones, fans, consumers wanting the other things. It's all just choice. I really appreciate that message, Smithy. So uh, mm. it's a good point. If you agree or disagree with Smithy and you're a one or the other kind of person, flick us a text, double eight, double mm. three. I think one thing that's traditional that everybody loves is the Olympics and the Paralympics. I mean, how could you not love those? Is uh, It's been awesome. And uh, we've got an absolute champion from the Paralympics in Tokyo joining us at his competing at his second games. It was more, it was two more medals for William Steadman, who produced a magical jump in the long jump, uh, for a silver, and then a gut-busting effort in the 400 meters just 24 hours later. And he's back in the country, and no doubt spending some time with his medals. Morning, William. He's in the Cantab too, so he's an absolute champion. Good morning, William. Good morning. Hey, how you going? Yeah, good. Yeah, it's good to be back in New Zealand. Um, yeah, sleeping a lot, but no, it's going good. <laughs> <laughs> so you're obviously, you're obviously an MIQ, mate. Has it all sunk in yet? 
Uh, I think it's starting to. It took a while, away eh, because it was a pretty uh, pretty crazy 24 hours of both the events, and then I was on a flight uh, within 24 hours after that. So um, it's been, <laughs> it was pretty busy, but no, it's really good <laughs> to be back, and I think it is starting to sink in a little bit now. Mate, tell us about the games. What was it like being over in Tokyo? Total different comparisons to Rio uh, four years ago. So tell us about the experience of being in Tokyo at the Paralympics. Yeah, totally. I mean, it was uh, yeah very different with a lot of all the COVID stuff, obviously, but it was still so cool. I mean, the, being in the village, mm. um, it's uh, yeah, an experience like no other, you know, just like all these athletes everywhere. And it was also cool, like, you know, most of the people in there were are disabled as well, which is quite an unusual experience. But no, it was so cool being um, in the village. They had the dining hall right next door, which was good. And um, yeah, it's, it's yeah. like nothing else. It was pretty cool. Awesome. Hey, Will, William, congratulations, man. It's a fantastic effort, and everybody loved watching you when we could have of you succeeding. One thing that seems to come through on, on the coverage and also just out of the social medias and the, the uh, coverage that the Paralympics New Zealand do is the camaraderie with your colleagues and your teammates. Can you just talk about that and why you guys have such a kinship? I mean, well, yeah, especially with the athletics team, you know, we're, I've been away on, like, a lot of kind of tours with them we were away for five or six weeks and so you get to know them really well um you know where you're all watching each other compete at different competitions i mean a lot of the other athletes as well we see around different um at different times during the year so you spend a lot of time with each other so i think you just get, re- you get to know each other really well and then um you train together and then you definitely also cheer each other on you know Awesome. Well, we're joined by William Steadman. He's a silver and bronze medalist from the Paralympics. If you've got any questions, give us a text on double eight double three, and we'll make sure we pass those on to William Steadman. Mate, tell us about these um, uh, these games. What what were your expectations and what what were your goals leading into this? Obviously, medaling, but you know, did you ex- expect to get those medals you you received, the silver and the bronze, or were you ho- hoping for more? Um, no, I was definitely. Uh, hoping to get two medals in both my events, although I knew the program was pretty pretty nasty, having those two events so close together. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, I also had a stress fracture in my back, we found out about a couple of weeks before we left. So that kind of uh. also threw a bit of a spanner into the works. Um, but, yeah, I was really stoked to pull out that last long jump. Um, that was pretty nerve-wracking, but I got it out there. And in the 400, I was definitely pretty wrecked from the night before, but I managed to... Um, yeah, scraping for bronze. <laughs> you had a fresh uh, fracture in your back, you're saying. What the yeah, stress, just, just a minor stress fracture in my back. I mean, it, was, it probably sounds worse than it is. I mean, it definitely, we had to modify training quite a bit, but uh, with, you know, it's a lot of anti-inflammatories and Panadol, we managed to uh, get it through, but it definitely <laughs> needs a breast now. Hey, William, I don't know. If, I don't know if you know, but uh, Izzy Dag here, who you you would have seen Izzy play rugby, eh? Like you know who Izzy is. He's, yeah, yeah, he's a, yeah, that's yeah. right. He's a, he's a superstar. All that, mate. He's fast. He's nimble. Well, at the moment, at, at the Bloody. moment, he's he's neither of those things. He's actually he's um broken his ankle. So you had a stress fracture. Oh, no. and, yeah, you had a stress fracture and competed. Do you have any advice for Izzy over the next wee while of how to get through? Hard enough. <laughs> Uh, yeah, lots of painkillers. I don't know. <laughs> oh. oh, mate. Yeah, I, I fell off my motorbike, mate. I was, I was a bit of an idiot. Oh, no. But anyway, that's enough about me. We're here for you. We're here for William Steadman, mate. Tell us about that jump. Like, you're in sixth place leaning into that final jump, mate. What got you over the line? And what were you, what were you saying to yourself? And what were the changes you make to actually jump from sixth to silver medal? Yeah, oh, it was... 
um, I was definitely mental battle that whole the whole competition. You know, those last three jumps, I was just trying to fight the uh, feeling of oh, I'm not going to do this. But in the last jump, I think I did have this kind of sense of peace um, of like, look, I've got one jump left. All I can do is just give it everything, um, and it works. Uh, yeah, well, I've done yeah. I've done a lot of mental work with my sports psychologist in the last few while, uh, which has really helped. But no, I nice. I initially thought it was a bad jump as well. I was like, oh no, it's not good. And then I <laughs> turned around and looked at the screen, and I couldn't <laughs> believe it. I was like, oh what? I'm in second now. Oh, it was such a good feeling. But I can just remember the emotional turnaround day. It was pretty nuts. <laughs> Mate, effort. Well, everyone here is so proud of you, mate. And, and, and speaking of proud, how were you? I know you couldn't go with your family, your, your coach, your, your mum and dad. They weren't able to travel with you. Um, but how were they? How were they after you know your, your successful games over in Tokyo? Oh, yeah, they were stoked. I think I, I think I took a few years off their life in that long jump. Uh, it was. <laughs> I found the experience <laughs> pretty stressful, but no, they were so stoked for me, and it was so good to have all the support from um, New Zealanders back home cheering me on. Oh, congratulations, William. Uh, you're, you're an awesome dude and you've done so well and so many of us enjoyed watching it and I'm sure your parents would have well. So enjoy um, quarantine, uh, well, managed isolation. Hopefully you don't go too crazy in there. It can be a bit of a battle, I hear. Where but... are you? Whereabouts are you anyway? Where, where, where about uh, you isolate? I'm in Auckland. In Auckland. Oh, you just locked down like oh, okay. the rest of us then. You're not missing out on anything. Yeah. Come, you the tip. come home. Come <laughs> home to level two, bud. Come home to level two. <laughs> no, We've got a good down here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Outstanding. <laughs> hey, thanks for leaving. Go well, man. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.